Good morning, good day, good evening, good night, wherever you are. Welcome, wrestling fans, to the PW Fan. The PW Fan is a pro wrestling podcast created by fans for the fans, all fans, new and old. Thank you all for joining us. This is episode 70. I'm your host, your grumpy old school wrestling fan, collector, barber, and musician, talk wrestling, Tim Gilbert. And I'm your host, the architect of pro wrestling podcast, Funko Pop Collector, and Booker Andy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awkward. Uh, I'm also your host, the No Selling Us Indie Fan and Football Lover, Jeremy. I'm just going to have to end with Booker Andy for now on. <laughs> well, guys, uh, big show. Uh, We've got the Raw 30th anniversary. Jay Briscoe, Dynamite Tribute, the Royal Rumble, and more. This is a huge episode. Hey, and cheers. Drinking a CM Punk Spindrift. Cheers to making this our best episode yet. Um, I want to say before... Do you got a muffin, uh, too? What's that? Do you got a muffin with it, too? No, no muffins. I did have spaghetti and meatballs, though, from a little dying joint down the street, boss. It was good shit, let me tell you. <laughs> there you go. Um... Uh, <laughs> The old Delta Italian, you know? <laughs> That's authentic. Um, well, before we get started, please uh, head on over to YouTube, search the PW Fan. You'll find all of our episodes, everything we got so far. Uh, pretty much all of them are video, except for like, there's like, I think like 15 in the beginning of when we started, which are just audio. But if you want to see the video version, go over there. Please subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Uh, for all other social media, you're going to find us by searching at the PW Fan. We also got merch on ProWrestlingTees.com. Five different shirt designs. Two Booker Andy. Uh, I think it's... And then three different of our uh, just graphics over the last couple years. So I love those shirts. They're really cool. I'm actually wearing one right now. If you're on video, you can see. And then we got the big logo on the back of our goofy-looking faces. Uh, before we get started today, I did want to say um, today... Or not today, but... Uh, the uh, the funeral of uh, uh, Jermaine uh, Pugh, Pugh. Uh, sorry, Jermaine Pugh uh, just took place, and uh, you know I feel like there's a lot of fans out there that might be still uh, uh, grieving this loss in some way. I mean, I wasn't even the big uh, biggest Briscoes like follower in the world, but it's really had. I think as a father and stuff, like, it's really had a big impact on me. And, you know, we never really get this serious on the show, but I did uh, think that hearing some words from his brother Mark might make some of you guys feel better. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, it's something that we should hear because we've all been worried about Mark, and uh, it's good to hear that he's in decent spirits. So let's uh, hear some, some words from Mark Pugh. I thought those uh, that was really beautiful, and uh, I think hearing that maybe that'll bring some peace to some of y'all who are uh, still going through this loss. Like I said, I mean, it's not like they were like my favorite wrestlers in the world, but it's 
as a wrestling fan, as a father, as a husband, as a human, it was a it was a hard a hard loss. So, uh, yeah, those were good words from Mark. Um, let's see. Yeah, we got a classic show of the week that we'll be talking about at the end. And Andy, I think that's gonna wrap up the beginning. Uh, again, I just wanted to share that. I thought that was special. I knew not a lot of people were gonna even get to hear him say that. So hopefully, the people that listen to our show can. Uh, can hear that and feel a little bit better. But Andy, I'm gonna pass it over to you and let's talk some pro wrestling this week. We had a fun show, man. You know, last week was pretty heartbreaking, and but now we got you know we got some fun stuff coming up. The Royal Rumble happened. It's a lot of people's favorite pay per view. Take it away, sir. All right. Um, starting off with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Even though it was a uh, this week WWE was go home shows for. Uh, the Rumble from Saturday. Uh, Raw was a big one, though. It was also the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. They were in Philadelphia, and it opened up with the Bloodline, uh, including Paul Heyman. So Bloodline come out, um, and of course, because he's out there, we get some ECW chants that Paul Heyman addresses, but then uh, basically shits on him <laughs> afterwards. He and does. And he, I believe he shits on the Eagles as well, saying that he hopes uh, the quarterback, whose first name is Brock, um, uh, ends up, you know, beating the Eagles, which that didn't happen. The Eagles ended Joke's up winning. Joke's on him yep. now. Eagles ended up winning 31-7. Um, but, <laughs> so, yeah, it was the trial of Sami Zayn. And it started with Paul Heyman, the wise man, kind of uh, ragging on Sammy and ripping him apart, claiming that he's been working with Kevin Owens since the beginning of joining the bloodline. Um, and to prove his point, he showed some clips that, uh, in his mind, made Sami Zayn look bad. Um, so then, uh, when it was Sami's time to speak, uh, he said, you know, Everything he, do, he did was, you know, for the bloodline and uh, didn't defend himself, though, too much. And Roman got mad, and since Sammy didn't defend himself, and he told, he yelled solo, and he tells him to take him out with the Samoan spike. But uh, Sam, but Jay Uso actually came to Sammy's aid. Uh, if you remember, for the longest time, Jay Uso was not Sammy's biggest supporter, this he was actually the only one of the bloodline. It's great. It's one of the best stories I think that have been told in wrestling in a long time. Honestly, um, honestly, for WWE at least, for WWE. No, this is one of my favorite. I think, like, yeah. Like, well, I was thinking Punk and MJF is was a very good one. Punk and MJF was up there. No, but this like, is right up there with there too because this no, is but like layered stories. I mean, if we're talking strictly WWE, like. This has been beautifully built. I mean, this is probably one of my favorites ever, to be honest. Like, if you, like, I think this would hold up even yeah, if I was like, a, yeah. like, if I was a kid, like, I feel like, you know, back in the, in in the early, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, I feel like this would be like, I'd be into this still. This like, you really believe that like yeah. these guys are like, close, you know? Well, it makes you wonder what if it it probably wouldn't have if Vince was still in charge, it wouldn't end up how it ended up in the end, you know. Or maybe he would have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, but it's hard to believe. So Jay, Jay Uso comes to defend Sammy and shows his own set of clips to defend Sammy. Um, and because of this, 
Uh, Roman says that he's not guilty for now and that at the Rumble will be Sammy's final test. Um, this segment was great start to finish. Though, unfortunately, I, for one of the matches later, it went yeah. a little over, which we will get to. I was going to say, I love this segment, but the fact I knew, I know this now, I don't, <laughs> I wish it didn't go as long. Yeah, it, it went a little bit too long, and so they had to cut away from one of the matches, which we'll talk about. Uh, but right after this, while the Usos are there, we had the Usos versus the Judgment Day, who had won the, uh, I think it was the Gauntlet tag team Gauntlet. Um, the week, Dom. the week prior, it was, yeah, because Dom filled in for Balor at the very end. So, yeah, the Usos versus the Judgment Day for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Winners were the Usos. Um, after that, if you if you watch or listen to <laughs> the episode before this one, um, you'll be able to kind of hear us spoil this next segment because <laughs> we were uh, kind of surprised by it, but... L.A. Knight came out uh, to talk about his match at the Rumble that's coming up with Bray Wyatt, and he was interrupted with Undertaker's classic music um, that starts with the dong and the moon and the lights went dark, but then it switched to his American Badass theme, and we see a little bit of a motorcycle come out of the uh, area. It wasn't the original theme, though. No, it was like the, the Kid Rock one that they used for like the montages of... like. Uh, the Boneyard match, and it was... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Undertaker... They should, have, they should have used the... Uh, you've uh, I mean, I like now. the big evil. Well, Corey Graves, yeah, when when, when the bike was shown and Undertaker was coming out, when that was going on, Corey Graves says, L.A. Knight, you've done it now. A little callback yeah, to yeah. Uh, the big evil. Well, can I say so this? Undert- were, were any of you guys a little bummed? Like, I kind of felt like we got the wrong Undertaker, you know? <laughs> you know? Like, you ordered the Undertaker and the wrong one showed up. What? With, yeah, with that one? Well, like, I feel yeah. like... It's freaking you know, you hair got, is long as shit. I know you're about to get there, but, you know, you, Bray Bray's going to be in the ring, and it's like, I feel like Mystical Undertaker with Mystical Bray would just feel a little bit better i don't know it does fit yeah but i guess i don't know i feel like maybe american badass undertaker i don't know he was on raw too i mean all of them are all all of his versions were on raw i mean it started american badass was smackdown mostly yeah yeah true well that's true i don't know man they started with this classic music and then they went to american badass they did a little bit of both (laughs) But they, the, the Kid Rock song seems to be the, the one that they've been doing montages of Undertaker lately in, like, his documentary. Why Kid Rock? I just don't the like one that's that like, hey, hey. <laughs> like, it's just, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I would have rather heard I would have rather heard Rollin' by Limp Bizkit than that song. Go play. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I please. think the pop would have been bigger, but. Rollin' would have been much better. I'm not going to lie, to be honest with yeah, you guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It is. It's um, just as cheesy, but just less bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when Undertaker gets in the ring, uh, LA Knight tried to leave, but um, he gets about halfway at the ramp, and Bray Wyatt's music hits, and he blocks his path while holding his lantern. And uh, so Knight gets back into the ring, where Undertaker ends up grabbing him by the throat, 
But he doesn't do a move to him. Instead, he tosses him towards uh, Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt does a sister Abigail. And then um, the infamous clip that was going around afterwards is Undertaker whispered something into Bray Wyatt's ear, which is, if you watch the press conference after the Royal Rumble, you know, Bray just says it's only for him to know. It's it's kind of like when The Rock whispered into Austin's ear after beating him at WrestleMania. You know, it's kind of... He said, I love you. And, and well, it eventually did come out. And I said, I love him too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember that. So story after later. the sis- after the sister <laughs> Abigail match, um, like we talked about, the the trial of Sami Zayn went a little long. So the next match was supposed to be Becky Lynch and Bailey uh, steel cage match. Unfortunately, it had to be cut short, and it was a no contest basically because. They uh, took Becky Lynch out um, after she had just gotten to the ring. The whole squad of damage control uh, took her out, basically. Um, then we had a, a humorous, for a little bit, DX segment um, <laughs> with Kurt Angle, randomly. Uh, so they came out, uh, and they were eventually joined by Imperium. And uh, Gunther went on his rant about, you know the mat is sacred and uh, that uh, I don't know. They basically wanted to get DX out of the ring, but they kept passing around like, well, someone's got to fight them, you know, and they all had their reasons oh, yeah. for not fighting them. And, and Triple H made that joke. He's like, he's like, this booking stuff isn't easy guys. He's like, why is everyone looking at me? You know, this booking stuff is easy, you know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> So then uh, I believe uh, Seth Rollins answered the call, and then so did Street Profits. So speaking I think we that, ended up getting... Speaking of Seth Rollins, little preview for next week, Chad Gable and Seth Rollins are having an absolute banger right now. I can't wait to go back and rewatch this. I've been like keeping an eye on it, like side-eyeing it, and I'm like, even <laughs> that's making me be like, holy shit. So I can't wait to go back and watch this. Well, one. I brought this up before. Like Chad Gable and AJ Styles had a really good television match a couple years ago. Um, no, they're literally Chad, they're, Chad they're, Gable can go. They're literally crushing it right now. So I can't wait yeah. to go back after the show and watch yeah. this. All right, carry on. Um. So yeah, that led to uh, Seth Rollins and the Street Profits taking on Imperium, which the winners of that match were um, Seth Rollins and the Street Profits. After that. We had a uh, a segment of Ric Flair coming out and um, introducing his daughter to come out, Charlotte. It was kind of weird segment. I don't know. Dude, any 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 time Ric Flair comes out now, it makes me kind of nervous. Yeah, just, just uh, you never know. Like, I don't know what he's gonna say. And also, hey, but Andy, yeah. you you are did you send in the group chat the thing from Conrad's show? Yeah, Andy sent that. Yeah, yeah, he he said what he thing? apologized. He said, "Oh, I, it was a TikTok. Said, I didn't know what show it was from." Yeah, he said that he he uh, that yeah, Conrad. He apologized Conrad to Becky Lynch and he apologized to Seth Rollins and told him that he apologized to uh, his wife and he and then I guess him and Triple H had had some words with each other because they hadn't been getting along. So I don't know. He's he made it seem like he's kind of realized it's not about him. I mean, unfortunately, it took so long, but. You know, he got he he gets caught up in that character. It seems like a lot because he lives that character. He's Ric Flair. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the new documentary on Peacock, it's very good. 
Because um, every time there's a new documentary on him, which there's been a bunch, you know, different things have gone on. So, like, this documentary goes over him almost dying in the hospital and stuff, as well as, like, everything that happened before. Um, and Isn't that, like, multiple times now? Not as, not as much as, like, the few years ago when he literally almost died. But then yeah. he still continues to drink, so... I don't know, yeah, which is like part of the issue. So I'm not one to judge. So whatever. Um, <laughs> so after the Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair segment, we had uh, a Miz and Kevin Owens segment, um, which I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. There was so much that happened this year, but the Miz was yelling about you know not getting a segment. Um, and Owens ended up giving him a stunner and the crowd popped for KO and that that was kind of just it. But Yeah, that wasn't much. Um and the the main event was Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory for the US title. Winner was Austin Theory due to Brock Lesnar coming out and uh taking out Lashley, giving him an F five. And then he F fives Austin Theory on top of Lashley into the pin position. <laughs> it was a uh, kinda cool. That's crazy. So Lashley and Lesnar at WrestleMania then. That's what it's looking like. You know, they teased, uh, we'll get to it in the rumble, the rumble stuff, but that's what it's looking like. Um, so let's go into dynamite real quick. I know we got kind of a lot to talk about and we got a long show, but we'll go into dynamite, uh, with some detail. Uh, this was the dynamite the week after Jay Briscoe had passed away. And in a way was, uh, uh, you know, ROH did their tribute show, which is on YouTube. You can watch it. There's matches that they filmed um, after AW last week, but there's also matches from Jay Briscoe's past, like mainly singles matches. I think there's one tag match against the what you call it, Tim? The, they were called the Kings of oh, Wrestling. Kings of or Wrestling. Something. Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero. Yeah. Which is uh, Cesaro. If anybody doesn't know, Claudio Castagnoli is Cesaro. Some people don't watch AEW. Um, I'm I'm coming to find out more of that more and more when I talk to clients at the barbershop. Like, I was cutting these sets of brothers, and this this one kid who was like 12 was like, oh, I don't watch AEW. He's like, I'm only Team WWE. And in my head, I was like, dang, this is, like, actually a thing. I didn't think, like, it was, but You don't have to be team anything. You don't have to I be told him, I said, to I, said, I, said, I said, oh, man, you should just watch it. It's all fun. <laughs> I said, he said, yeah, there's some WWE guys over there. I said, yeah, that's where Dean Ambrose is. And, like, I was trying to, like, kind of sell it a little bit to him. Chris but Jericho? Was like, nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Daniel Bryan? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that show is just, like, it takes forever to build a brand that people will watch, like, just casual people. Yeah. Um, which is probably why WCW, once Hogan got there, it like put a lot of eyes yeah. and Kevin Nash and Scott. Oh. Anyway, yeah. uh, so there was a Jay Briscoe tribute video, which was very uh, emotional. It was very good. It kind of reminded me of the Eddie Guerrero one, you know, that they did years ago um, at his passing. Yeah. You know, it was, it was well put together. Um, we had a, a TNT championship match, which was very good. Darby Allen versus Buddy Matthews. Um, I feel like we don't see Buddy Matthews that much on TV, but I was gonna say I hope we see more of him. Yeah, this is a very wrestling. good match. Um, the House of Black ended up coming out. And, yeah, well, he's seen Alexa um, Bliss every weekend, so good for him. Oh, uh, who Buddy Matthews? You mean Rhea Wait, Ripley? No, he's not. Oh yeah, dang it. He used to date. <laughs> he's with Rhea Ripley. 
We were literally watching the Rumble and we're like talking about like Ryan Cabrera is married to Alexa yeah, Bliss. That's right. <laughs> You're like, dude made one hit song anyway. It's not like he's listening anyway. I don't yeah, dude gets one hit song and then somehow Marries Alexa Bliss. On the uh, way yeah, see, the down. Saw oh you. <laughs> did we did we see what, Jeremy? Um, the Buddy Matthews shout out to Seth Rollins. Uh, I might have missed it. What do you do? He did. Uh... <laughs> what do you do? He did uh, the curb stop, and he did like the buckle bomb, and then into the curb stop. Or if you remember, he was part of Seth's group during the pandemic era. Yeah. Yeah, when they when like they that. took Ray's eye and they took Malachi Black's eye, <laughs> yeah, dude, Ray Mysterio, so he needs to seriously do a tell all. I am like, dude, how did you grow an eye back, bro? You got, <laughs> dude, he's got eye heat backstage. He's got eye heat. He had a good eye the whole time. <laughs> um, so House of Black comes out. Sting uh, helps attack um, them, and winner. By the end of the match, was Darby Allen to retain. But then a video from Samoa Joe came up on the screen, so it looks like Joe isn't finished with Darby Allen. Looks like this is going to continue. Yeah. Uh, and um, No Holds Bards match, I think, next this week. Is that what's going on? This Wednesday? Yeah. Um, so then we had the Guns and the Acclaimed Family oh. Therapy. Um, family Therapy. Which... <laughs> This, this had, like, a few good lines, but that was kind of it. Yeah, I mean, again, I've never really liked a family therapy or any therapy thing that they do in wrestling. Yeah. Um, the, only, the only good line... It, it was just bland, you know, nothing... It did, it did nothing to, like, push the feud forward. Yeah. It's me, Kane. Um, it was just, like, the... The, the gun club, <laughs> and they're like, we, we gave you our dad. Yeah, we, we gave you our dad. We gave you our dad. Uh, then we had Brian Cage, who or Brian Cage versus Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson had to continue his win streak in order to get to MJF at the next pay per view. Um, so MJF ended up, um, I believe, interfering in the match or trying to, and during or before he could. Uh, uh, Konosuke Takechka, I believe, came out, yeah. and I guess he wasn't done with all the shit talking from MGF. So uh, he ended up coming out to help, and your winner in the end was Brian Danielson. But uh, I believe, didn't Brian get hurt at the end? Didn't they attack Brian? Yeah, and then there was that backstage clip of him, like the doctor was like, I don't know if you can wrestle, and then Brian was like, I don't give a shit. So, I'm gonna, yeah, he's like, I'm going to yeah. do it anyway. I'm, like, right, yeah. I'm not going to listen to a doctor. I'm like, that's not the right words to use for him. Um, our main event, though, was a fun, we had a phenomenal match. Mark Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal being awesome. Jay Briscoe's one of his all-time uh, rivals in Ring of Honor. Uh, that was some great, good old... Great. That, was some, that was some pro wrestling there, damn boys. <laughs> Great match. Um, Mark Briscoe ended up winning, as he should have. Um, afterwards, the entire AW locker room came out to the stage and were clapping. And it was really emotional. Before the match, the bell even rang. Jay Lethal was, like, tearing up. Even though he's a heel, yeah. you know, you can't help it. 
You can't help it. it. Um, Which, then then he was tearing up, and then I didn't, I wouldn't say I teared up, but then I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, like, it was like a crazy match. I think Mark was like, let's fucking do this, and then they they, won it. Yeah, he was like so intense about it. They but that's they, they they also said that's the kind of stuff that Jay loved. It's like the intense matches with the intense crowd. So that, I think that's what they're going for. That crowd, I mean, the crowd there was you know all about it. Uh, it was yeah. it was it was really really good. Um, and I think didn't Mark do Jay's finisher? Uh, I think so. Where it's the one where it's like it's you like, put him in a pedigree position, but then you pick him up vertically. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, it's almost like a falcon arrow type move, but like a little bit like but more of like yeah. a pedigree. It's kind of weird. It's a styles class without wrapping your legs around the arms, yeah. basically. Yeah. I'm not even saying this because of what happened. I'm just saying like it, it was a really good match. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. No. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, that spot where Mark jumped through the table was insane. Like, the way he landed, too, that was crazy. Yeah. They just wrestled. Overall, I thought that was awesome. Um, It's like, and and Jay wrestled the same way. They just wrestled so, like, intense. I don't know how to describe it. There's, like, an intensity to it. Yeah. 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 And that's, like, one of the, the ways that I love wrestling is when it's intense. Well, it's like, again, like, Jay's supposed to be playing the heel, but during this, you know, they, they shook, you know, for the, um, for Honor and Ring of Honor, and then they hugged at yeah. the end. Um, during the match, uh, Mark Briscoe unleashed what they call redneck kung fu, um, and then he did the, the, the uh, he did a big froggy bow, which got the crowd hyped, that elbow drop. Um... So yeah, it was a very good main event, um, and that wrapped up Dynamite. I'm gonna switch it up and do Rampage and then SmackDown because SmackDown will lead straight into Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah so good. let's let's do Rampage really quick. Um, we had uh, I believe the show opened with this Hangman Adam Page remember, versus Wheeler Wheeler Yuta. Do you remember when we uh, What's up? when we stopped doing NXT, we would joke around like the weeks before being like. Do we have to? Like, when we get to NXT, we'd be like, do we have to? Are you about to say, do we have to do (laughs) Rampage? Rampage. I'm kind of getting there with Rampage, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Well, this match was very good. Hangman Adam Adam Page and Willier Yuta was a really good match. It was really good. I think we should only cover it when it's a really good match or something actually happens. Deal. You you hear that, listeners? That's what we're doing. I mean, sometimes I bring up NXT stuff if, if something happens, you know. If you, yeah, if you want to yeah, go exactly. watch Sunday Night Heat, get on the network and you know where to find it, all right? Because that's basically what we're doing here. <laughs> if you want to watch Stevie Richards, get on the network. If you want to watch Stevie Richards versus Rene Dupree, Maven. Then, then you want to... <laughs> yeah, Maven's always... <laughs> yeah, versus Maven. Uh, so we had, a, we had a good match with Hangman Adam Page and uh, Wheeler Yuta. And then the main event of the show was Jamie Hayter versus Emi Sakura. Um, I don't remember the uh, Japanese promotion that she's from, but this match was, as Seamus would say, a banger. Uh, it was very good. Bangers and mash match. from Shires. Not, not the banger bros. Yes, not yes. They had to change. Seamus and Drew had to change <laughs> their uh, their name. 
Remember I said in the group but, chat, uh, I said, why did they name him that? Was it like because of like bangers and mash or something? And Andy's like, no, it's because they're No, it's because of Seamus' whole banger after banger thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some fish and chips. Um, like his whole tea, Twitter. Tea and crumpets. So let's, let's, qu- <laughs> let's quickly go through SmackDown. Um, Sammy was not allowed at SmackDown, according to Roman. He did not want Sammy there. He had said uh, on Raw that he didn't want to see Sammy till the Rumble. Well, Sammy was there and he was hiding. And the only person that knew he was there was uh, Jey Uso. Um, and I think one time he gets on the phone and he's like, my dog. Jey Uso is the one <laughs> saying my dog. And so you have to assume also he's talking to Sammy. Uh, Karrion Cross finally got his hands on Rey Mysterio, but the winner was Rey Mysterio, which I was surprised that they had Karrion Cross lose. Um... Then there was a fun segment with Austin Theory out in the ring um, saying that he's the uh, most popular or the biggest star, I believe he said. And then your NXT Tag Team Champions came out, The New Day. Then out came The Miz, and The Miz was saying that he's the biggest star. And then out came Bobby Lashley, who wants that U.S. title back. And then out came Brock Lesnar from the crowd, which is rare for Brock Lesnar to be he booked it through that crowd and hopped over that barricade <laughs> quick and uh, took out Lashley. Good thing no one got in his way. Brooke Lesnar. Yeah, right. Brooke Lesnar. Or Bork Laser, whichever you want to say. Um, but yeah, I mean, when the, when the New Day came out, they, they said, you know, there's only three favorite Austins of theirs. They said Austin Creed, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and Austin, Texas. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and so Lesnar also after you know F five and Lashley he says see you tomorrow, buddy. But I feel like he said Bobby, but because he always <laughs> calls him Bobby. Um, Bobby. We had Drew McIntyre and Sheamus versus Hit Row for it's a SmackDown tag team tournament match. Except for the Viking Raiders attacked uh, Drew and Sheamus beforehand, so they could not compete. So a new team had to replace them in the tournament, and it was a team put together of Braun Strowman and Ricochet who ended up beating Hit Row to move forward. I'm going to call it now. They're going to win the tournament. Uh, yeah, I think this team. So. Uh, then we had L.A. Knight, who talked with us. Let me talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tim, I, I think Tim's starting to like L.A. Knight a little bit more. I do. Tim's getting it. Maybe. maybe I get maybe it. I'm in it. it. Uh, I know who he is now. But he, <laughs> I, don't, I won't say he came out. Anymore. We we heard uh, he he got me he got me he came out to uh, Bray Wyatt's old theme song, uh, yeah. the Firefly theme song, and he comes out dressed like Bray. But you know the crowd pop thinking still, it was still just one a of my right. The crowd pop thinking really was Bray because you never know he's doing all these incarnation kind of stuff going on. You know could have been this version yeah. of him, but he came out with a little bitty. It was like this big of a um, yeah the lantern lantern. Um, and so, uh, he's out there cutting a promo about um, his upcoming match, and Uncle Howdy appears in the Skybucks, uh, and that wraps up that segment. We had another SmackDown Tag Team Tournament match, Imperium versus Legato Del Fantasma, and the winners were Imperium. Uh, the main event was Kevin Owens versus Sola Sokoa. Uh no one was out there, I believe. Uh, Sami Zayn ended up coming out there, and 
um, I think, hesitated to attack Kevin Owens, yeah. if I believe. And uh, your winner was Kevin Owens in the end. He put Solo through a table, I think. Kevin Owens got the best of him uh, in the end. So now, guys, <laughs> we all watched Royal Rumble together-ish. Yeah. Me and Tim were together, and we watched most of it with Jeremy over um, this yeah. resume stuff. So <laughs> let's let's get right into it because you know we all got opinions on the show. I'm sure most of them overlap, but they opened this year's Royal Rumble at the Alamo Dome with the Men's Royal Rumble. Started with Gunther and Sheamus as number one and number two. Before we get into it, dude, props need to be given to Gunther. All right. Oh my God. The man can go. The man put on gr- a great, great performance. Not only that, I gotta give props once again to Booker Andy, ProWrestlingTees.com, backslash the PW fan to get your Booker Andy t-shirt. But What did I say in the beginning? You said these two guys are gonna be the anchor. And he, you were like, yeah, be not, o- not only... Not I, was only call- I, was calling, Andy, I was calling people coming out because Jeremy yeah. was ahead of us. I was like, watch, it's like Braun Sherman and Ricochet. And then you're like, you need to stop. <laughs> I was like, this hire is me, enough, Andy. hire me, WWE. Um, <laughs> so yeah, un- unbelievable performance. And if you guys watch the press conference afterwards, you know Triple H talks about how uh, people come back after working with Gunther, and they're just like, he's amazing, you know, to work with. Yeah, um, that's what Cody like, said too. He yeah. smacked my chest so hard, it made me- <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. So let's get into there. Okay. One letdown of this match to me was the lack of surprises. Now, it, yeah. it depends on what your interpretation of a surprise is. So we'll get into it. But Johnny Gargano returned from injury. Uh, at number 17, Rey Mysterio did not come out. Number 18 was Dominic Mysterio wearing Rey's mask. Now, I read afterwards, Rey actually was injured, and that's why he couldn't compete. So they just made it into, like, oh, Dominic probably attacked him or something but he couldn't yeah. compete this year because he was actually hurt. Um, Edge came out, which, again, could be looked at as a surprise. Logan Paul, who had a really cool spot with Ricochet, um, jumping yeah, you know what's... each side of the ring and clotheslining each other. Yeah, I saw on TikTok, especially that that um, that spot, uh, CM Punk and Kofi did it. In elimination chamber, I forget what year it was, but it was like the exact same thing. Oh, you but think like you think the guy that, in the middle, and someone ducked. I was gonna say you think they were gonna nod CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. It never happened. Philly <laughs> Phil. Yeah, it never happened. Philly Phil. Yeah. Logan Paul invented it. <laughs> Tim's like, I don't want to open up that can of worms right now. <laughs> Philly Phil. Uh, and then at number thirty, we had Cody Rhodes returning. Um, one actual surprise of a superstar that is not on the active roster. I mean, he's he works there, but he's not an active superstar. This is why I said Edge and Logan Paul didn't count as surprises. And we all knew Cody was coming back. It was Booker T. Now, Booker T did not last very long. As Tim said when he got eliminated, that probably should have happened. Yeah. Tim likes to talk about one of the kicks Booker T did. Um, <laughs> it, was, so. it, was just like, it was just like slow motion. But we were out at dinner, and at dinner I said, if any old superstar is going to come back, it's maybe Booker T. 
You did say that, yeah. You called it then. There you go. And, and uh, what's his line when he commentates? Shucky Get ducky quack quack. quack, quack <laughs> you guys didn't know he still uses it. Yeah, he, he's the commentator for NXT and he says it all the time. God, that's so stupid. Um, so in the end, it came down to Cody and Gunther, but everyone assumed, I think, that Cody was going to win. But they made Cody put up a fight to get there. It was not, you know, they, they spent probably five, ten minutes just them two in the ring. I think the last three were like were him, Gunther, and Seth, I believe. It was Logan Paul because he wasn't, wasn't actually eliminated, right? Cause he came oh, back okay. And eliminated Seth, so the final four annoying. was Seth, Logan Paul, Gunther. Yeah. But Cody had a Cody had to work to uh get Gunther out. Um but yes, Cody Rhodes is your uh twenty twenty three men's Royal Rumble winner. And I'm excited for him and Roman, which we all predicted was gonna be the thing when he first came back to WWE that yeah. Roman's basically ran through everyone. They signed Cody to a lot of money to not use him in this way, you know. We just thought someone else would show up tonight, but we thought Matt Cardona, yeah. right? Was going to be one of the people. Oh, yeah, but I yeah, mentioned like the Rock. He but. pulled oh, the swerve, bro. which we talked about last week. He really, I guess, wasn't. And Triple H talks about it in the press conference. If you listen to that part. Yeah. All right, guys. Ready. Let's get into this next match because I don't. Bray Wyatt and LA Knight pitch black match. Oh, Mountain, Mountain Dew. Excuse me, match, Mountain Dew pitch black. I will. I want to say. Uh, so Bray Wyatt came out with like some black makeup around his eyes, some like metal grills, some like Which silver. I was like, yeah, at, at when he walked out, I was like, okay. I mean, I was like, not his best look, but whatever. And then what did I yeah, say? I said, I said watch, the lights are going to go off and it's going to be like a purplish gray. And yes, they were. God damn it, Andy. Why it was right. <laughs> and, but, so they basically were black lights. Let's just say that. They were black lights. Yeah. As Tim said, LA Knight's bright yellow uh, attire was very distracting. Pat McAfee had the <laughs> Pat McAfee. Oh, was Pat, also McAfee, Pat McAfee returned to commentating, at yeah. le- and Michael yeah. Cole genuinely did not know, so he was actually surprised. I read today he had, honestly had no idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He said, um, uh, "He Pat McAfee said, man, there's all these black lights. I'm glad I wore uh, clean pants. I'm glad I like washed these pants, or yeah, yeah. which." <laughs> So when the lights came on, Bray Wyatt had like um, black light paint on. You couldn't see during his entrance, that but was cool. it was over his face. It was cool. Um, though I don't like when they do anything with lights, like they did with the fiend. No. I'm not a fan of that. Um, and also, Mountain Dew was everywhere, like the logo of Mountain Dew. Now they did. They set some stuff up in the announce table that would explode and give effect. Which, that didn't bother me, okay? I get it. It kind of... But yeah. it's, this is what bothers me, okay? It's the same way that when the Fiend would wrestle. It doesn't seem competitive at, all, uh, competitive at all. He just kind of, like, destroys and is, like, monsters. I liked when Bray Wyatt wrestled, and it was, like, back and forth, like a normal wrestling match. Yeah. I didn't like... I liked the Fiend character. I didn't like how the Fiend, like, his matches and how they were just yeah. dominant. I think um, we mentioned that before. Before, like, when Bray first came back, we are like, his matches, though, aren't... Like always, that great. Well, I said the tone. I said, has Bray? Stuff. He's great, creative mind, but has he really ever put on a banger? Yeah, exactly. Has he ever it's put on really a clinic? No. no. That's why we like we were watching it, and I'm just like, this match is like, eh. So while we were watching it, though, um, Ellie Knight, there, there's a kendo stick that comes out, and 
he gets hit with it, and the paint from the kendo stick glows and gets on Bray Wyatt. And basically, Bray Wyatt ended up winning. It was a pretty short match, but afterwards, they like fight over to a side area, and uh, Bray Wyatt puts him on this. He's like taking those kendo shots too. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah. He's hitting Bray with a kendo stick. After afterwards, Bray put on some different mask, some weird mask we had never seen. He's yeah. hitting Bray with a kendo stick as they're walking, and uh, it's not affecting Bray. And he gets Ellie down, and Ellie Knight is laying on this, I don't know, makeshift yeah. air pad, landing pad, landing pad thing. <laughs> and you look up, and you see Uncle Howdy. And he Uncle Howdy jumps backwards into an elbow drop and quote-unquote lands on L.A. Knight, but if you watch the footage yeah. from a different angle, he just landed next to him. Uh, and then fire it gets lit on fire, and then where Uncle Howdy jumped from, there's all the characters that, like are looking over. So while we're watching this, you know, we're just like confused, and we talk about how that, that Joker meme of Joaquin Phoenix yeah. of sitting there at the end, and she's like, yeah, yeah so Tim, funny. Tim said it best, I think. Yeah, and it's like, what's so funny? And he's like, you wouldn't get it. And that's how I feel about Bray Wyatt thinking about all this stuff <laughs> and his his storyline that's going on. So I, like, I just wish like, I knew. If I knew what was going on, it's like watching a movie and being confused, and then if you knew, it might be a, like a really good movie. But, like, I have no idea. Is it so, all going to yeah. come together in the end? Probably not. And why? Wh- Who knows? Why did Uncle Howdy do a Sister Abigail to Bray a few weeks ago, but then did this to L.A. Knight? There's no way yeah. that they have a plan. They're just swinging this shit like <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> you really think Bray's just like, how about this week we do this? Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of see now why Vince might have said no to a lot of his ideas. Um, so after that, we had uh, the Raw Women's Championship match, which was only like, what, 12 minutes or something. It was short. Bianca Belair versus Alexa yes, Bliss. Bianca retained. Match was okay. Um, I'd rather have seen longer of this than Bray's match. Yeah. More stuff is going to end up happening with her and the Bray Wyatt stuff at some point down the road. Or at least Bray said during the press conference, they'll always be tied together in some way. Yeah. Whether she's actually part of his group or not, I don't know. Um, then we had the Women's Royal Rumble. Now, this had a lot more surprises. It started with number one, Rhea Ripley. Number two, Liv Morgan. Um, Natalia returned from injury. She had broken her nose, I believe, from Shayna Baszler. She actually had to have reconstructive surgery. Asuka returned with her gimmick from when she was over in Japan. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I forget there there was a name she wasn't called or there was a name for it over there, um, but it's it's like a qu- twisted version of her. But she has like clown like face like a twisted demented clown like face paint, and she whooped ass this rumble. She yeah. she fucking killed it, man. And she has a new look. She's like wearing tights, um, still like. Yeah, it's, it's a little more like it's uh, it's a mix of her old g- stuff with like tights underneath instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and she people loved her, man. Got. People loved her yeah. in this rumble. She was she was doing she was wrestling. I feel like better than she was did before. She was kind of wrestling oh, like yeah. that NXT style. Yeah, like when Triple H let her wrestle. 
they let her they let her do it and uh so that was really cool to see piper niven who used to be known as dewdrop she was piper niven was in cool. nxt uk vince changed her name to dewdrop when he brought her over to wwe and then she hadn't been seen a while now she's back to her uh scottish she roots and this. she's piper niven again so she came back um some surprises though were Roxanne Perez, uh, which is the NXT Women's Champion, Zoe Stark, which is, she's crazy good, uh, natural talent down there. Chelsea Green came back to WWE, yeah. and she had the quickest Royal Rumble elimination <laughs> for uh, women. Now, the reason why I read that this is why they did it is because her character now is going to kind of be like a Karen. So she's going to... Do like an investigation on like like a conspiracy that like that like got her out that quick. Like people are at fault for her getting eliminated so fast. Oh boy. So that's why. Me and because me and Tim were like, are you serious? They already like, she got this out that the, quick. This is. I mean, I know in wrestling they just reuse stuff when enough time goes by, but this is literally almost the same exact thing that Chris Jericho did in WCW when. He's like, there's a conspiracy against me. He's like, and I'm going to find out what it is. And he goes and, like, investigates, like, the White House and stuff. Even more recent, Sami Zayn did it during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, exactly. See, I try to black that out. (laughs) (laughs) The pandemic, (laughs) yeah. The Um, pandemic era is dark. It was dark wrestling. We also had had Michelle McCool, who was in, like, the front row with her kids, and her music played, and... She acted all surprised, like, I guess I'll get in the ring. And so yeah, she hopped over the barricade, but we've never seen that before, so that was kind of cool. Um, she lasted a little bit. And then Indy Hartwell uh, from NXT, who, when um, she used to be a part of The Way, which was Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, and she was married to Dexter Loomis. Um, that was their group in NXT. And then Nia Jax returned at number 30, but production fucked up and played her music. And in the middle of her, her music, the like 10 counts started. Oh, my God. The 10 counts started in the middle of her music. So yeah, it just randomly played, so and people bad. were like, what the fuck? Um, I like most girls. <laughs> so it came down to Asuka, Liv Morgan, and Rhea Ripley. came down to Asuka, and then the number one, two spot and the number one spot. Um... It ended up being all three because Tim, Tim, you liked how this ended too. You were like, "Oh, that was a pretty cool way." I'd never seen it end that way before. So all three ladies are on the apron. Rhea's in the middle. Lives um, on one side. Oscar's on the other. Oscar goes for the mist. Rhea ducks. It hits Liv. Oscar uh, gets eliminated. Rhea loses her footing and is, and slips, and she holds onto the top ropes. And Liv, who can't see, uh, Rhea lifts her legs up. And puts them on to Liv's shoulders and flips Liv out. Yeah, that was a badass. Like, it looked yeah, good. Yeah, it was a really cool ending. She, and so Rhea... When, the, the way Rhea lifted her legs, like, real quick, it was like a quick, like... he She, like, snapped her down. And it, like, looked real quick and good. It, like, looked legit. Now, Rhea joins maybe two or three other people that started at number one. Shawn Michaels... Sorry, guys. Chris Benoit. <laughs> and was there another one, Tim, that started from Rumble from number one? Um. Uh, 
Flair came in at number two in the ninety two rule. Flair came in. Which and is basically I hate that shit, which is basically number one, but Yeah. Yeah, same thing. With a uh, tear in my eye. Sorry. <laughs> Rumble. I'm actually gonna Google it. That's what he says when he wins that rumble. Yeah. This is the greatest yeah. night of my life. Life. It's a good impression too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Shawn Michaels, which Shawn Michaels won twice, I did not know. But his first time winning was oh. from the number one spot. Right. Um, then we had Chris Benoit, and then, as I scroll, oh, Edge won. Uh, oh, during the pandemic, he won from number one. Oh. Yeah. When Randy came okay. back in at the end, him and Randy, like, started the match, yeah. So Rhea Ripley. The greatest wrestling match ever. Rhea Ripley won, the which? Greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> did i not say well i think most people were like Rhea has to win i know i was saying oh, it. yeah yeah and the crowd was happy you know the crowd as much as you might i, was happy I think the judging day has grown on the audience dom you d- you don't hate anymore because it's kind of like humorous now yeah, i will say this about the yeah Rumble. I, I still hate him people i saw people you know a couple people complaining that it's predictable but I can't remember which podcaster said this, but uh, they they had it, they said it best. Uh, I listen to so many during the week, I I get lost. But uh, they said uh, sometimes when you go to a steak, or it was basically something like this: sometimes when you go to a steakhouse, you just want some steak, and it's not, you know like <laughs> the fact that like Cody and Rhea Ripley won. It's like. They should have won. You don't gotta swerve it just because, yeah. just to like just fuck with Some, people. You're like being predictable is okay sometimes. Now like, I said it a bunch of times. I said it out at dinner. They shouldn't have told us Cody was coming back. We should have just assumed. Yeah. But they shouldn't have told us. That was the big. thing. Now Tim, are they saying the Rumble was always predictable or just this one? No, they were saying this one was predictable, and I was just saying like I was no, gonna... like sometimes it just need just. It just needs to happen. Just do it, all right? Like, well, I mean, I was going to say, like, when yeah. Shinsuke won, that wasn't predictable. When Edge won during the yeah. pandemic, I didn't think Edge from the get-go was going to win. Um, yeah. Talk about a guy Talk I didn't about th- a guy who, Shinsuke, you know, talk about a guy. He won the Royal Rumble. And, like... He, he lost to AJ. He didn't end up winning the... Yeah. Him and Asuka and now, won the Royal Rumble the he, same year, and they both lost. Is he hurt? I don't know. Yeah, where is Shinsuke going? I think the last time we saw him was in he, when he went to Japan for the Noah. Show. I mean, that's the last time you've heard anything about him wrestling related. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rhea Ripley is your winner. She actually right now I don't know if she already said it, but she's supposed to be on Raw telling who she's gonna which title she's gonna go for. I have my TV muted, so I don't know if she already has. Uh, let's get into this main event. So they did not end with a rumble this year. They ended with Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I enjoyed this match. Um, was it amazing? No. Uh, I thought the story they told during it, though, was very good. We'll talk about, obviously, what happened afterwards, but during the match. Um, Kevin Owens came close many times. They did the whole, uh, ref got knocked out thing, and, you know, Kevin did get a cover he definitely technically beat reigns without a ref um 
at one point, uh, I think it's right after the ref gets like knocked down. Um, yeah, it is because Roman wants Sammy to get a chair, but he kind of hesitates to give it to Roman. And yeah. I think does Kevin get the stunner on him, or did Roman stop it? I don't remember. Well, he gets the chair in there, and then yeah, Kevin stuns him. Well, one of the last things that and kind of them. okay, I was gonna say because one of the last things that kind of gets Kevin Owens beat is Roman takes Kevin to the outside and smashes his head into the steel steps uh, two times, which looked like it hurt. I know his hands were back there, but it still looked like it fucking hurt. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Roman wins with a spear, pins uh, Kevin Owens. Now, let's get into what happened afterwards, because, as Tim said, great storytelling, this uh, this whole bloodline Sami Zayn stuff. As Roman said on Monday during the trial of Sami Zayn, this was going to be Sami's final test. So afterwards, the bloodline beats down Kevin Owens. Kind of like they overkill him. Yeah. <laughs> like major overkill. Yeah, they uh, they beat him down and they handcuff. They end up handcuffing him to the ropes and just super kick after super kick after yeah. super kick. And uh, after he's been beaten down enough. Roman Reigns picks up the chair and Sami Zayn stops him and he says, you know, you don't need to do this. He says, you're beneath this, my tribal yeah. chief. And Roman's like, you're right. I won't. He's like, you should do it. So he hands Sami the chair. And Sami's hesitating and Roman, you know, gets in his face and shoves his face actually a couple times. Gets in his face. Yeah. He's like, if you don't want to be a part of this. Why don't you go back to doing jackass shit? You know, hauling, harking back to uh, his match against Johnny Knoxville last WrestleMania, and he talks about how you know he let you he let him into his family and all this stuff, and just like the Shield, very reminiscent of the Shield uh, betrayal, Roman's facing Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn takes that chair and hits Roman in the back, and that crowd X fucking plodes, man. Crazy. That crowd went nuts for it. Yeah. And Jay Uso's back there, and he goes, he was, he's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And then Jimmy Uso gives Sammy a super kick. Jay, Jay Sammy Jay, falls to the ground. Jay Uso needs to get some credit here. He was great in this whole. Segment. But this is what I I sent you guys a thing. I was like, swipe. If you go through, it's like, and the Oscar goes yeah. to Jay Uso. Yeah, the supporting. For like, best supporting actor. Oh, yeah. So Jay Uso, yeah, Jimmy Uso afterwards super kicks Sami Zayn. Solo Sokoa gives him a Samoan spike, and Roman beats Sami down with um, a chair. And Jay Uso walks away, walks down that long ramp to the back, and um, eventually he got on Twitter and said, uh, "I'm out," and then he put like a little blood drop. So looks like yeah. Jay Uso is out of the bloodline. Which is fantastic storytelling, considering he's the guy from the get-go that didn't trust Sami Zayn and ended up being the closest with him. And then you see Jimmy getting jealous of their friendship because he was like, I'm your real brother, he's not your brother. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many layers. And so they, by the end, they leave Sami and Kevin. Kevin has been hanging there by these handcuffs for a minute. And Sami's laying <laughs> on his back. Basically dead, and Roman takes the pedals off of the lay, and just it's so poetic. And uh, that was that was so yeah. good. Just, 
just a fan. One of the like we said, one of the best stories that have been told in wrestling in a long time. You know what sucks and about it? Too, it wasn't like, even. It wasn't even supposed to happen though. Sammy and Kevin, the whole Sammy with Bloodline thing wasn't supposed to last this long. But yeah. like you, what sucks about it is like, it's it 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 so feels so special. It's it's almost like when you watch a really good movie and like you know the end is coming and you're like sad that. Because you can never rewatch it for the first time, like this, like this, like Bloodline feud. Like the only other thing I can compare to this wrestling wise, the only other thing wrestling wise I can compare to this is the Festival of Friendship with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Yeah. When like yeah. you knew it had to come to an end at some point, and then Owens pulled that trigger, and you know, Jericho or Jericho reads the list. He's like, "My name's on the list," and it's the list of KO. <laughs> And he gets them. You know, <laughs> the payoff. The payoff was great for this. And yeah. I think every fan out there that has been watching was was happy with it. Yeah. I don't see how you could. It actually makes me want to see what's going to happen next now. Which yeah, I mean, there's still, there's still a little bit left. There's still a little bit left. So. What Booker Andy predicts is that, <laughs> is that uh, one, Kevin Owens – Still doesn't really want anything. To, they don't become buddy-buddy right away, right again. Like, again. You know, he's still fucked over Kevin Owens for a little bit. It's going to take... Sammy's going to have to win Kevin's trust back. And this is what I think happened. So, Sammy did that for Kevin, right? So, Elimination Chamber is in Quebec. And oh. I think it would make sense to have Sammy versus Roman. Okay? Yeah. And something happens to where Kevin Owens saves Sammy this time. Also, I can't wait until Sammy gets his theme music back. The oh, yeah, that one. The whole crowd will sing it. Um, but I, I mean, I originally thought maybe at WrestleMania, you know, you'll have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn taking the belts from the Usos. I mean, they're still tag team champs, but Jay's out of the bloodline, according to him. So, where do you go from there? Yeah. But they, I mean, it, you have to end this story with the bloodline, Sammy, with Roman versus Sammy. You have to make people believe Sammy yeah. might be able to overcome Roman instead of like a squash match. Right. Yeah, which, I mean, it's not going to be believable if it's at Elimination Chamber, though. So I don't know how you do it. Because you know he's not going to win. Oh, if they have a singles match there? Yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think that's not going to matter in the in the end though. I think what's going to be the takeaway is if Kevin Owens comes out and they reunite, uh, and yeah. you know, like that's going to be the story that leaves fans in the end. You know, we should use that line from Paul Heyman for you for Booker Andy saying because you know he's always like it's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Yeah, this isn't a prediction, guys. All right, <laughs> it's a it's fucking spoiler. Happen. Um. But, I mean, yeah, if they do it in, in Quebec where, you know, uh, I believe Sammy's, like, from that area or near. And yeah. Kevin Owens is from Canada as well. I mean, you want a crowd to be on someone's side at the end when Kevin Owens reunites with his best friend from Canada. Like, <laughs> dude, the place would explode again. Yeah. It's good shit. <laughs> Vince is like, oh, that'd be amazing. It's pretty good, pal, but I think they would look both better in clown costumes. Or maybe they'll be like a farmer <laughs> tag team. Maybe two garbage men. But uh, I'm excited to see what happens on SmackDown. Um, yeah. 
I'm sure they're playing like Kevin Owens got beat the hell down that he's not going to be on Raw tonight. Oh, yeah. Good point. I mean, I haven't heard anything about it. They haven't said anything on Raw tonight. So. Yeah, that is. Which will cover Raw and everything and SmackDown and the fallout of the Royal Rumble next week. Maybe we'll call the episode that fallout of the Royal Rumble. Because it yeah. basically will be that. But that wraps up the show. Tim, if you want to give uh, your classic show of the week and get take well, us out of here. The classic show of the week, and I'm not going to say who wins... And I won't get into it as much detail as I normally do, because I feel like that'll kind of spoil it. But since this is a Royal Rumble show, the classic show of the week is the Royal Rumble 2003. There's some banger singles matches, and uh, the Rumble itself is very fun. Banger. Very fun. Great cast of characters. Uh, enjoy. And uh, I hope that you guys all do your homework, or I'm giving you all an F and you're failing the class. Well, if that wraps it us, I'll close us out. That was episode 70. Thank you so much for joining us, and we can't wait to be back next week. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere, and we're going to talk all things pro wrestling. Bye-bye, everybody, and have a great day wherever you are. Take care.